Big Dumb Movie is a comedic podcast that often contains obscene language and outlandish commentary. Listener discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to Big Dumb Movie, where we discuss movies of the Big Dumb variety. I'm your host, Corey, and I'm here with two of my good friends today. First up, Jonathan, say hello. Hello. Hello there. General Kenobi. Second up, Josh, say hi. Boo. I said say hi, goddammit. <laughs> hi, what's up? Boo. It's all good. Welcome to this uh, Halloween, horror, whatever the fuck you want to call it, October edition of Big Dumb Movie, where we're going to talk about a horror movie that I saw at a fairly young age in my adolescence, a movie that has stuck with me for a long time, I guess to some degree. Josh, you kind of reminded me of this movie's existence. Well, not its existence, but you were... You reminded me of something funny, which is Ghost Chris Catan when we did that Casper podcast recently. Good shit, good shit. And I said, you know what, we got to do a podcast on this, and here we are. House on Haunted Hill, the 1999 version. This was released on October 29th, 1999, near Halloween. Usually, when a movie comes out in October, it's, you know, because of the Halloween season. And there's other horror movies that are released around the same time. What I did is I looked up some movies that came out around this time. I want to read them off to you guys because it was a fucking barren year. 1999, the October Halloween season, there was not a lot going on. All right. Children of the Corn, 666, Isaac's Return. Ever heard of it, Jonathan? No. No? Children of the Corn, yeah, but like, didn't the original one come out like in the 70s or something like that? I believe it was an 80s movie, early 80s. Yeah. Kirstie Alley. Yeah. Let me let me guess. Was it the sixth one in the series? It was the 666th one in the series. I bet you didn't even know they had that many. It was Children of the Corn, Execute Order 66. They've been filming nonstop since 81. <laughs> They're just putting out one a week. <laughs> yeah. There's more Children of the Corn movies than there are, like, unreleased print songs all right here's another one from dusk till dawn three the hangman's oh. daughter shit sounds like a banger um i'm familiar with the second one i've never fucking seen the third one it sounds like uh, yeah because that one's like back in back in time in like the 13 1400s some shit like that yeah prequels stupid yeah, yeah. I didn't even know there was a second or third one. Well, sometimes like these sequels, like they just look so bad that no one ever sees them and they get forgotten in time, which I think is the case for this next one too. Warlock 3, The End of Innocence. I've seen this one. You've seen Warlock 3, okay, I stand corrected. There is someone that in this group that watches movies this bad. <laughs> so the, these were all theatrical releases? I don't know if they all were, but these were the horror movies that were released in October. The other ones were so obscure, they were more obscure than these. So yeah. The Sci-Fi Channel, I'm gonna just shout out to those guys, did like a, uh, a marathon of all three Wishmaster movies and I became very familiar with those. Okay, Warlock movies or Wishmaster movies? Oh, shit. My bad. Well, Wishmaster... <laughs> all right, we can talk about Wishmaster. That's why I want to do a podcast on. That's like a monkey's paw movie. Please excuse Corey while he describes the plot of Wishcraft, not Wishmaster. Thank you. 
a kid gets like a special thing that grants you wishes and he like wishes to like the hottest girl in school to be his girlfriend and then there's like some kind of consequence though like oh you know yeah she's his girlfriend but something bad's gonna happen she's got the herbs yeah some shit like that (laughs) she's got herpes or something (laughs) so so there whatever positive there's a a equal negative yeah okay and that's like a, a horror movie of the 2000s which I also consider this one to be a horror movie of the 2000s because they have a certain feel to them, don't you think, Josh? Oh, totally. Yeah, they're like totally not dated with terrible CGI, you know, like The Haunting with Catherine Zeta-Jones. Oh, I forgot about that one. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's totally not dated with, uh, you know, horrible CGI like Anaconda, you know. <laughs> well, there's yeah. that, but there's also this, like, weird, like, cleanness to them. Exactly. And it's totally because it's not dated with horrible CGI. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what it is, but, like, around this time, they're really pushing for the PG-13 horror, right? It's, like, in the wake of Scream, right? Yeah. There was, I mean, this doesn't exactly fit that mold, but I mean, we did that 13 Ghosts movie. So yeah, this is brought to us by uh, Dark Castle, who brought us 13 Ghosts. Oh man. So so that means next year we got to do Ghost Ship, which is the other, and then the year after that we got to do Gothica. Yeah, see, that's another one I was thinking. These like horror movies of the 2000s, like Jason X and Gothica (laughs) and like The Cell. Like, they have this, like, weird vibe to them. And, like, they're they're like the horror movies that, like, no one seems to remember fondly at all. Like, they do with, like, the 80s and 90s. And, like, modern horror has gotten pretty good, like, you know, with movies like The Witch and stuff. But, anyway. modern horror is just fucking fantastic right now. I agree. But we're here to talk about House on Haunted Hill, directed by William Malone. Jonathan, why don't you take us into it? This movie starts off, I think, pretty strongly. What do you think? Yeah, it was kind of wild. You get this, like, this weird, like, stop motion, shaky screen, lots of strobe lights, kind of flashy intro. It was so just off-putting from the beginning. The intro credits, you mean? Yeah. I just, it was just like, ugh. More so, I mean, the um, the stuff in the 1931 era. What do you think about that? I think that a lot of what they were doing in there probably actually happened in places, like, for sure. I mean, they were, they started out in this, the psych ward, and they're doing experimental surgeries on conscious people. People that are, they're not even, like... Uh, no anesthesia or anything. They're just like, all right, let's just start digging into this guy's brain, pull his skull cap off. You Jeffrey know? Combs, who like the reanimator, who I, I fucking love Jeffrey Combs. I love Jeffrey Combs too. Now, Jonathan, that may, name might not mean a lot to you. He's the no. guy that played Dr. Vanicut in this movie. Okay. He's like the doctor, and we see him as a ghost a lot, but also yeah. a hardcore Star Trek alum, that guy. That guy yeah. is very often in the 90s Star Trek series in yeah. heavy alien makeup. So anyway. Who, is, who did he play? He played a lot of characters, but the, the most famous one was Wei Yun from Deep Space Nine. Okay. Yeah. I didn't watch a lot of Deep Space Nine. I, I watched a lot of Next Generation with my parents when we were younger. 
I know him mostly from the the reanimator. Yeah, but Jeffrey Combs is pretty cool. There's some yeah, pretty hardcore shit going on though in 1931. Like they like Jonathan said, they're like doing surgery on people and they're like electroshocking them. It seems like to me they're just doing it for purely sadistic means. Am yeah, I- th- this was definitely not like a medical research for the benefit of the people. This was like <laughs> for fun, fucking <laughs> for shits and gigs, right? Like I have a hobby of like opening people up and fucking with them. <laughs> and- yeah. I have a hobby of just, you know, cutting into people and just, just, just fucking around, you know? Yeah. It's my work day and it's my Saturday night. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. And, and the crazy thing is, is that this, during that time period, this totally could, could have been happening. Like it totally could have been real and been played off or the money being dispersed along the right channels to get away with this kind of shit. Right. Like, who's to stop them from doing it anyway? Right. You're out on this... I mean, they're on an island, right? Isn't the house, like, basically on an island? I don't know if it's, like, on an island necessarily, but it's definitely, like, semi-secluded. Yeah, well, not to give anything away, but at the very end, they're like, oh, well, how do we... How are we getting out of here when they're staring at the water? Is it safe to say that it's a house? It looks like this giant fucking weird-ass mausoleum or some shit. What yeah, the fuck? They, they say house a lot, don't they? Like, yeah. right? They describe this place as a house many times. Well, uh, because up on the top, it is a house. And then down below is all of the other rooms and experimenting chambers. The hospital. Yeah, I guess it would be classified. Was Jeffrey as- Combs just chilling, <laughs> you know, just busting mad chills and then going downstairs to cut into people? Probably. You know what it is? He did it for tax write-offs. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Because if I live where my place of business is, I can get a pretty mean tax write-off. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is the guy that would know. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I was just thinking about this actually. It's it's the hill that's haunted. According to the title, the house isn't even haunted. Right? It's just a house on a haunted hill. Yeah. So was it always going to be haunted, no matter what? Well, the hill is. Yeah, the hill was haunted before the house ever got there. So maybe the haunted hill turned the doctor sadistic. Into a house. (laughs) So yeah, there's some pretty like good shit. There's there's two moments that work for me. Well, two scenes that work for me in this movie. One of them is the beginning scene because it's like crazy torture. There's a good amount of gore. And when the uh, patients like riot and they take over the place and they kill everyone, it's pretty horrific, I think. Yeah, it was really intense. Like I, I was glued during that scene for sure. And And I think for that reason, it works really well. There's one other moment in this movie that works for me really well. The rest, eh, maybe not so much. Uh, I did watch this movie on like right as it came to VHS. I think I rented it I think, on the new releases aisle of Blockbuster. And I quite liked it at that age, but well, I guess we'll get into more of that later. Josh, why don't you tell us about uh, Vincent Price? All right, so all of this backstory was being covered on Poor Man's Unsolved Mysteries. <laughs> yeah, it was. A sanitarium of slaughter. Supervised by a surgeon gone mad, Richard Benjamin Vanikant. 
Dr. Richard Benjamin Vanicut. Little known today, but likely the most prolific mass murderer of this century. He outbutchered Bundy. He made Manson look meek. And the sight of his carnage still exists today, restored almost to its original state. But it has yet to be inhabited, because some say the spirits of Vanicut and his victims still live within the walls of the house on Haunted Hill. <laughs> that, that was my note right here. <laughs> Talking about the incident on Unsolved Mysteries, a.k.a. terrifying but true. <laughs> <laughs> and we're introduced to Jean Grey taking a bubble bath, and she calls her husband Stephen Price, played by Jeffrey Rush. And I, I get it, Stephen Price is a reference to Fred Durst, but oh my god. I'm probably going to refer to him as Vincent Price for this podcast. So just don't at me. Yeah, I mean I I just did that myself, so I think we're on the same page. But what yeah. what is he up to? He's got like his new He's got the new fucking roller coaster for the kiddies, right? It just throws a random roller coaster off the track and that's supposed to scare the shit out of you. This guy is a little trickster, isn't he? He's a little devious bastard, right? <laughs> so, like, have you ever seen a roller coaster that starts at the top? No, but I do think it's a great idea. The reporter, like, is like, <gasps> it's just like free fall at Magic Mountain. I mean, it's a full on roller coaster, though, right? So it starts at the top. That's cool. This roller coaster, by the way, is a real roller coaster that doesn't start at the top. It's uh, the Hulk at Universal Studios Florida. It's the whole roller coaster. Anyway, when they show the part where it starts at the top and you have to take an elevator up to it, I paused it and it doesn't work because like the part that it shows it starts off is like a corkscrew. So like you can't just like start and you need some momentum to do a corkscrew. It doesn't make any sense. Gravity. No, it's like going straight before it goes down. Gravity schmavity. Mm. <laughs> I, he, I, I think he did a really good job like playing the part. As the uh, in that scene, it, he had me going. Jeffrey Rush is just a fucking good actor. Because this is the first time I'd seen this movie, I didn't know that that he was setting them up I on see. the interview. So he actually had me on that. During it's that like interview. one setup after the other. Because first he takes yeah. the elevator, and then the elevator pretends to like crash. Right. Which is the thing that only works once. So like, I was like, I was thinking about this way too hard. I'm like, okay, so. It's going to scare the people that are testing it, sure. But then after that, like word of mouth and everything, like it's not a thing anymore. Like, well, I, I mean, on the- is it word of mouth or is it one of those things where like the people that know, know, and then you bring your friends? I, I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking too much into it. You know, <laughs> I was comparing it in my head to like Haunted Mansion, where like when you go in Haunted Mansion and then it, they immediately close the door and they're like, now you got to try to find a way out. But it's like at that point, you, you already know you're participating in something that's not real. Like he's trying to make it seem like the elevator is really going to fucking crash. You're going to die before you ever get on this thing. I don't know. Look, he's Stephen goddamn Price. <laughs> well, I've seen in uh, um, like, I don't know, one of those Chinese countries or something. It's like these like glass ledges, right? And you're standing on them and then but they're really screens and they project images of the glass shattering and people are freaking out have you you never seen that no that's cool okay so you're like over the like 
for example, something like the Grand Canyon and you're walking on this glass balcony so you can look down into the canyon and all of a sudden it projects an image on that pane of glass that you're walking on as being shattered and all these people just start freaking out because you look like you're going to fall through. Oh, okay. So it's that kind of, okay. And now that, that was the same effect that he used in that elevator. Okay, now it's kind of working for me. That's right. good. That's some good real world so, time. And these people go to this knowing that that's what the effect is. But some And it don't. still freaks them the fuck out. All right. So one other thing real quick about the roller coaster. Josh, you mentioned this, but do they got to just like launch a fucking roller coaster cart into somewhere in the theme park every time they run this fucking thing? Did you, you guys saw that, right? Like they just Yeah, I didn't understand that at all. <laughs> Where does it land? I rewound it. I was like, wait, was that an illusion or something? No, they just launched one right off the tracks. Ooh, okay. Yeah, like the tracks lifted up. Yeah, and it goes off of them. Does it right. like just completely like break apart when it lands? Do you like completely have to scrap one every time somebody runs does that? Does it just run? go into some guy's yard? Like he's like, <laughs> God damn it. These fucking roller coasters out here. Dude, like every 80 seconds, they've got to come up with a new fucking roller coaster. How often are they building these carts? Like, how often are they going through those dummies, right? <laughs> yeah, and he's concerned about one of them's arm coming off. Dude, you're about to launch it off the fucking coaster. The maintenance on this thing must be a fucking logistical nightmare. <laughs> I can't believe we're getting so hung up on this fucking shit. Well, we've had the pleasure of growing up in Southern California where at any time we could go to what three to three or four different amusement parks and get on roller coasters. Yeah. I would say we're experienced. Yeah. I've gone to Six Flags a lot in my life. Yeah, for sure. Josh, any good theme parks out in Alabama? <laughs> no. No. You've got it was once called Vision Land, but now, believe it or not, it's called the Alabama Adventure. <laughs> oh my god, that so, sounds awesome. <laughs> they, they go down to the creek and catch tadpoles, dude. That's what they do out there. <laughs> I, I've been to Georgia a couple times. There's a uh, Six Flags in Georgia. Oh, okay. In Atlanta. Yeah. Well, let's talk about what this movie's actually about, which is Evelyn who is, like you said, Jean Grey, uh, Famke Jensen. It's her birthday, and she wants to have this weird birthday celebration where she invites some guests over to this haunted house hill, haunted hill house. What a weird-ass, like, yeah, last-minute, hey, I sent an invite to, like, 200 people to this haunted place. Come check it out for my birthday. I guess she's just, like, one of those, like kind of like weird semi-goth people that just like like spooky shit but uh, her list changes josh it, it changes on its own holy shit no first of all jeffy jeff jeffy rush completely shreds her list and makes his own only for the the computer to get zapped with ghost ghost powers it's a real Casper situation, and I think this is what brought us here, right? <laughs> yes, it is, because the same shit happens in Casper when he goes through the electrical lines. That is what brought us here. We're back. What the fuck? Is this, do ghosts, can ghosts travel through the fucking power lines? I need experts to get back to me on this. Wait, uh, how's the house going to send out invitations? There's a lot of energy in here. 
likes to travel through light beams and sound waves, electricity, whatever. A phone line? Yeah, sure. Now that we're in the twilight zone, uh-huh. But into an online computer through the internet? No, 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 stop. Wait, this is crazy. Basically, well, ghosts are some form of an energy, so why not? So ghosts are real, according to Jonathan. So they're sure. on my Wi-Fi? <laughs> they could be. I mean, if they have your you, password, you better, sure. <laughs> you better go shut it off. You need to turn off all your electronics. <laughs> I gotta change my password. God damn it. So the guest list changes. Our guests arrive at the place. So it's not the people that Jeffrey Rush expected. It's not the people that Evelyn expected. It's a whole new group of people. They just got an invite that basically says, come here, survive the night, and you get a million bucks, baby. Now, personally, I'd be super into that because unlike Jonathan, I do not believe in ghosts because they are not real. I ain't afraid of no ghosts. <laughs> I'm not afraid of them either. If they exist, they exist. If they don't, they don't. Would you stay there? Yeah, fuck yeah. But for, a mil- the, for a million dollars? In the context of the movie, though? Yeah. Name one incident where a ghost killed somebody. I w- I'd do, I'd fight a ghost. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. Like I, I wouldn't be tripped up about it. Not at all. Unless there's some like horrible like late '90s, early 2000s CGI, then that might be a bit of a problem. Yeah, that's that's truly terrifying. Yeah. Well, they definitely have lots of strobe lights, so you know they got that going for them. <laughs> and that's annoying, at least, right? Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is really like the turning point. I, I think the turning point of the um, the ghost in the computer. And the Weefies, like that was the turning point of this movie that got so bad. That's at the very beginning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it turned quick. <laughs> the best part was Famke in the bathtub. I mean, <laughs> all right, seriously. I, I hate to do this on the pod because we do it kind of a lot, but she is one of the most attractive women I've ever seen in my life. Like, yeah. Good God, Agreed. is yeah. she hot? She's beautiful. Yeah. She's, she's also a member of the X Men. Well, that's bonus points, if ever there were any. For sure. <laughs> bonus points. So uh, what's Pritchett about? Who is he, Josh? Is this uh, Chris Kattan? Yeah. I'm going to answer for him. He's a fucking douchebag. <laughs> that's who he is. Stop your car and get out of the car. Please, sir or ma'am, whoever's in the car, get out. Hi. Hello. Uh, we're going to have to walk the rest of the way because the driveway's out, okay? So let's uh, let's go. Quickly. Even quicker. Did I say quicker? I think I did. Right off the bat, why is Chris Kattan in this movie? He's <laughs> this is the most miscast thing I've ever seen in my life. Awful casting. <laughs> uh, whoever like thought this was a good idea, I hope they got fired. Boy, I really hope somebody got fired for that blunder. I just I just don't think he could play that character very well. He didn't play this like paranoid guy very well at all he was just kind of a pain in the ass he's like all right hurry up get the fuck out of the car get in the place he's really pushy (laughs) at one point he's all like god damn it give me my check now because i want it so you give it to me (laughs) (laughs) that part was pretty funny that's it i'm sorry to interrupt her god damn it you give me my goddamn check right now because i want it so you give it now 
<laughs> I, mean, I don't know if it was supposed to be funny, but it was. <laughs> Give it to me now, because I want it. Dude, like how do you how do you take a like screaming little tween seriously? Screaming for his check. Give it to me now because I want it. <laughs> and they're all like, is the house haunted? He's like, oh, this is pretty spooky. <laughs> it's pretty haunted, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's a good amount. Anyway, let's get the fuck in here. So uh, is this dump really haunted? Uh, it, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's pretty scary. Uh, it, let's have a good time. Let's, let's go on. <laughs> I'd like to imagine that was like Chris Kattan in real life. He's like, I don't want to be in this shitty film. Just <laughs> let's wrap this up. All right. So I'm going to talk about the cast a little bit just to kind of get the names and faces and stuff. So the people that come, there's Tay Diggs, who's Eddie. Eddie Baker, pro, uh, former pro baseball player. Probably my favorite actor in the whole movie. He's cool. Aside I, from Jeff Rush. I really respect Tay Diggs. He was in... Yeah. People that know me closely know that I am a really big fan of Rent, which is a broad, old Broadway production from, right. the, from the 80s. He was the original Benny in Rent, and he was also in the movie when they when Chris Columbus did it, so he's cool. Uh, Dr. Blackburn. Donald W. Blackburn, MD. Played by a guy called Peter Gallagher. He's lame. Uh, there's... Two blonde chicks that I confused with each other when I was younger. <laughs> yeah, me too, right? <laughs> Sonia Blade is one of them. I smell something. Bullshit. Bridget Wilson. Uh, 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 dude, just totally put in the clip of uh, Billy Madison where he's like, <laughs> Oh, Veronica, so hot. Want to touch the hiney. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Veronica Vaughn, she's one of them. She plays Melissa. And then Allie Larder, I think, is the pronunciation of her name. She plays Sarah. She was in Heroes for a long time and a few other things. She was in Heroes for too long. She she Holy died shit. and then came back with the twin sister bullshit. <laughs> I forgot she was in Heroes. I was yeah. going to call her uh, Claire Redfield from uh, the shitty Resident Evil sequels. Yeah, well, yeah, there's that too. She's whatever. She's fine. She's okay. She's serviceable. <laughs> Those are our people, and they don't have a whole lot of character to them. They just, you know, they're people in a horror movie, which are always kind of... You don't really get to explore the characters in horror movies that often, especially horror movies like this. They're people in a horror movie, and then there's Chris Kattan. What does katana mean? What does katana mean? It means Japanese sword. <laughs> it means... Japanese CGI mess that ruins the third act of your film. <laughs> the uh, one of the actresses that you mentioned, Bridget Wilson, two years prior, she was in I Know What You Did Last Summer. Like, how do you go from potentially like a good kind of a thriller movie like that that really had a, a name for itself to go to a movie like this? Well, to be fair, it was either I Know What You Did Last Summer or Mortal Kombat Annihilation. So what do you go with? Wait, Bridget Wilson was in I Know What You Did Last Summer or Ali Larder? Bridget Wilson. Bridget Wilson. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I must have forgotten about She's that. like uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar's older sister in that movie, if I'm not mistaken. I She was in another movie we did, Last Action Hero. There it is. Yeah introducing Bridget Wilson in Last Action Hero. That's right. 
But they all arrive in the house. Chris Kattan is very reluctant. As soon as they get in, some shit goes down. There's like a glass ceiling that's like all spooky looking. Completely shatters on top of like, I don't know, three or four people, right? Almost, almost kills Jean Grey right off the bat. I read that during that scene, do you see where like Jean Grey's like head bounces and like twitches like after it hits the ground? Like that really happened. Oh, <laughs> like that was not like a stunt. Like she really fell and banged her head on the ground and it bounced back up and they got it on, on film. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. Yeah. I mean, that's like a pretty brutal thing to happen. Dude, that's, like, that's concussion protocol yeah. right there. Also, though, like the glass coming down is intense. Like that, I feel like that should cause more damage than the one little scratch we see on her face for the rest of the movie, you know? Yeah, for so, sure. I don't know. I guess glass in movies, man, it doesn't hurt. It never hurts anyone in a movie. So they all got that invitation. So whoever survives gets a million bucks, right? Well, at that point, like what I had felt was that you could see that Mr. Price was setting all this up, right? Like it was all kind of a, a staged thing. Yeah, plus we, then, we'd seen him earlier with like the roller coaster stuff. We know he's kind of like slimy. Right, and then he's in there talking to the security camera guy and they've got cameras planted all over Some the place. Some tooth redneck guy like rigging shit. You see he had blockbuster rentals yeah, on, his, uh, on his desk. I'm like, what are you doing renting movies when you're supposed to be watching security cameras all night? <laughs> he's watching a better horror movie. Yeah, no, for sure. It, the thing is, he's the Dennis Nedry of this movie. Like, he's like the, the tech guy that's going to control it all, but his desk is like a mess and he's just like constantly eating. He's like going from one sandwich to the other. Yeah. But... Some of it is controlled by price. Some of the shit that goes down and some of it is not, right? Like the glass was, I right. assume. Right. But he says that when they all get locked in, which happens next, he says that wasn't him. Like, oh, I'm trying to figure out what it is. Is it Famke Jensen doing it? Yeah. Or is it something else? What do I feel like this is some sick joke to scare us out of our wits and a hell of a lot of money? You got that right. Take a bow, you sick fuck. You've outdone yourself tonight. Scared the shit out of even me. You've had your fun. Open this place up. Asking the wrong guy. It wasn't me who closed it. Sure it wasn't. The house is alive. They were both so suspect. The whole entire movie. Yeah, I, we're going to get to this, but it's just like twist on top of a twist at some point. It's like, come on, man. <laughs> Enough. Yeah. But, We'll get to it. Let's let's kind of like break it in. Josh, why don't you tell us about some of the shenanigans our group gets up to at the start here? So, like, I forget how it's set up, but like the little the little mini coffins, right? The small coffins where they get the guns. So they get guns. Yeah, they get power ups pretty quick. Yeah, they're packing heat. Well, they open up this like big coffin, like a full-sized coffin, and there's all these little mini coffins floating inside of it. It's very cute. It's very like goth decor. Like it was clearly like set up, but like it's very Resident Evil 2, the video game. It doesn't fit the house though, because like everything is like naturally scary. Like, oh, there's all this stuff going on that's actually spooky. It's there are people really died here. There's blood splatters. But then you have this like cute, like pristine coffin. It was about as scary as like doing bobbing for apples at like a Halloween party <laughs> at elementary school. Like, <laughs> with like little fucking rubber bats. 
but yeah, for for whatever reason, Jeffrey <laughs> Jeffrey Rush says, "Here, everyone, take a gun." You never know. You might have to shoot a ghost in the head. <laughs> yeah, you never know when this turns into contra. You know. <laughs> 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 and the clips are welded shut or welded into the guns this guy's really yeah. just throwing money around isn't he he's spared no expense Jonathan so do you have any noteworthy parts for like what kind of transpires next there's a lot of like let's go downstairs and explore let's go back up let's go yeah, back down that, that's exactly what I have now it's like everybody kind of decides that they want to go to the basement to try to find the controls to open up the windows and the doors it's like okay it's pretty early on we see that Vincent Price and his wife are like madly in love right <laughs> you know if you really love me you find a way to drop dead in the next three seconds finding ways for me to die is really your deal isn't it Evelyn Let's not forget the OJ knife with the not-quite-retractable blade. Your Jim Jones Kool-Aid that was exactly that. Accidents. All accidents until proven otherwise. I'd be so happy if that were really true, Evelyn. And positively goddamn delirious if you weren't fucking every living thing in our area code. The love is palpable. <laughs> more, more of the mad part than the love part, for sure. Yeah. This is like classic like 90s tv and movie husband and wife status shit like it's there's a lot of like the husband and wife hate each other i mean this takes it to a whole new level obviously they want to fucking kill each other but anyway jonathan you were saying <laughs> it's that typical scary movie thing where let's go out and adventure you know instead of like all they needed to do was just chill all night they could have stayed in the living room right there and just chilled. Where it's nice and they have alcohol. Like. Yeah, dude, they probably had plenty of food. They got some booze. And gotten drunk on scotch. And, you know, whatever. But Jonathan, they want to splash around in the pool of blood. Dude, dude Fam Famke probably would have put out. I mean, dude, she's like her husband, Jeffrey Price, is probably a total cuck. Like, I'm sure, dude, you know. <laughs> Which part of that fantasy turns you on the most? Me with other men, or just the other men. Uh, so, I mean... On that note, at one point, Chris Kattan is like, man, I would love to get laid before I die. Yeah. And then he turns to her and he's like, how are you doing tonight? That is kind of funny. Yeah. That part kind of works. Like, I would expect that from Chris Kattan. <laughs> like, that's the kind of role that he should play, but not this, like, little paranoid schizo, you know? <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, so Eddie and... Sarah. Um... Yeah, Sarah. So they take off. They tend to like, they kind of have like a little buddy system, you know, and they take off and go exploring, looking for the controls because uh, Chris Kattan told them that the controls were in the basement. It's like, I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm pretty sure like I'm not going to go venture around in nearly 60 year old psych ward with craziness going on. Well, here's the thing. Like, he, the guy says, all right, you get a million bucks if you survive the night. Now, what I would have done, and this is non-alcoholic me talking, I would have drank in the lobby a lot probably, ate some food, busted out my sleeping bag, and fucking and crack a dawn. I would have been like, all right, I'll take the check, please. They even said there's some people coming at 930 or whatever. So, like, 
you'll have help, outside help at that point. Yeah. That would have worked if everybody else was on board with you. These cracker-ass <laughs> white people would have brought the CGI darkness out and you would have been killed in your sleep. There, there was, There's only one solution here, okay? Nobody gives a fuck about anybody in this entire movie. I would have gotten the gun, right? You're going to have at least nine bullets in there. Okay. Dude. You got one for everybody's fucking head, <laughs> including Chris Catan. You take all six checks. <laughs> you're you're just, fucking done, dude. So you're saying you would have murdered everyone. <laughs> Unless you were there with me, then yeah. <laughs> just condoning murder. <laughs> He's like, dude, all you have to do is survive. I mean, clearly it was in all of their or in uh, uh, Mr. Price's agenda to fucking kill people. I don't think so, in his pile of checks there was a get out of jail free card, Jonathan. <laughs> the house said so. <laughs> you could have been like, it was the fucking house, man. It's called yeah, the house on Hot exa- Hill. Exactly. You got to have the foresight to know that Vincent Price is secretly wearing a bulletproof vest and mm. probably a wire. Hen- hence why I said headshots. exactly there's no bulletproof face mask you know (laughs) (laughs) well like is it i don't know just watching this movie made me feel like uh, like i was playing a silent hill game or a resident evil game you know like you're going down these scary hallways like with a flashlight then you get the gun then you start shooting ghosts yeah it's very much like like of that kind of like vibe to get to some of the horror that happens uh, you talked about the vat of blood. That's nothing. Who gives a shit? But is that I, what that really was? Like yeah, that big tank? Chris Catan's like, oh, that's nothing. You're just playing around with the ghosts. Wait till somebody unleashes the fucking darkness. And Wait till the CGI comes out. Then you're in trouble. Then it'll ruin the third act of your film. <laughs> that? What just happened to you there? That's nothing. You just been playing around with the ghosts. Wait till somebody lets out the darkness in this place. That's a whole. That's a whole new bunch of crazy shit. That's you'll hate that shit. What is this darkness? It, the thing, the evil, the thing that's the rotten core at the bottom of this place, the thing that's going to kill us all. Death by corrosion, that thing. <laughs> yeah, like the ghosts were the best part, dude. Why is he downplaying them like that? Right? He's wrong. <laughs> There's some very interesting things going on with the ghosts, as opposed to, you know, worse CGI than Anaconda starring Ice Cube. Well, I gotta say with like the ghost, we see the Jeffrey Combs ghost, the Dr. Vanicut. This is one of the first movies I remember where it showed like security footage of a ghost and he started moving in that like weirdly fast frame rate. You know what I'm talking about? Like you see that in like the ring and stuff. But this came a little bit before that, I'm pretty sure. At least the American version came before the American version. I remember as a kid really liking that effect. Does yeah, it hold I, I thought up? that was cool. I, I think it still works. Yeah. In I, I don't think it works in in a movie made in 2020, but I think it holds up watching older movies. Well, it's a good like tension builder, but it should it has to like lead up to something for it to really pay off. So like it's a good way to get you like, oh shit, what is that? That's creepy. Yeah. And then it's supposed to deliver after that. It has to lead up to your bucktooth redneck technician having his face blown out right okay i'll say this the fact that that's all practical is fucking awesome 
you remember the red, the, the dude's face being gone? Dude, totally gone. Like, you could see down his throat. And it's it's yeah. not only his face. It's like his brain. Dude, Every- everything within the skull, <laughs> yeah. from lower jaw to the top of his cranium, is just fucking, like, gone. There's some really good practical effects going on in the... In- early on in the film so why don't we just ruin it by just doing this giant cgi fucking travesty (laughs) yeah i mean that's why i was saying the stuff with the ghosts it just works better than like the what were they thinking there was one scene that stood out to me and it was i think it was when uh sarah and eddie like after they turn on the lights and see like all the dead bodies and the skeletons and the gurneys and like all that crazy shit right um, there's this scene where they start seeing like blood coming out of the wall and then there's like all these like maggots like wriggling around oh in yeah a crack I remember and the it, part it was yeah. it was just so weird but it felt like really out of place for everything else that they were going on that they had done well it just seemed really just half-assed yeah I mean I think what you're describing is part of what doesn't work with this movie like the the inconsistencies because we've even we've been going back and forth on the pod like oh this happened which is pretty cool and this happened which is pretty lame like there's a lot yeah. of that and i think the lame really outweighs the cool stuff but uh, it is trickled in here and there it's just not consistent right so something happens you like it something else happens not goes not so great and again i said there's two big parts that work for me one was at the beginning and one is well coming up i guess uh we should talk about Veronica Vaughn. That Veronica Vaughn is one piece of ace. She like goes off by herself. That's a very strong scene for me. I this scene was so fucking creepy as a kid. What do you think, Jonathan? Is this the one where she gets murked out? She is like camcordering her way around the basement. Right, with that old. Well, I guess that was like a pretty advanced camera for the time, right? <laughs> it was, like yeah. That was like the original GoPro right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that like high eight like camera, like kind of like I used to have like it, with the screen. Yeah, yeah it, it has like 1.5 megapixels <laughs> recording capability. It can record ghosts, though. Yeah. It can pick up things a human eye can't see. That's a feature. They should have put that on the box. <laughs> yeah. They probably they would have sold a shit ton of them. <laughs> yeah i mean her demise was really fucking intense and that was another scene that i was actually like glued on compared to a lot of the other events happening in there that that worked for me well i mean let's be honest a lot of this movie is just aimless wandering yeah it really is it is there's it's just plot contrivances that get them downstairs into this set where it's like creepy stuff you know and then they a lot of bad electrical wiring and somehow in in a way i can't possibly understand they get separated a lot like how does this happen is it (laughs) is it the house just fucking with them or is it just conveniences for the script to work i honestly i think it's their fault like they it really is yeah they do totally wander off and but in the very beginning, Pritchett also said like this house is a total maze. Yeah, there was that one line that he said. So that, we should so. all just kind of just venture off. Don't worry about you know any sort of you know buddy system. Just if you get lost, just deal with it. 
I mean, I feel like if I was trying to stay with someone and like not separate, I could successfully do that if it's just me and three other people in a very narrow corridor. I mean, call me crazy. I imagine like the ghosts watching them like, all right, let's separate them. And like, oh fuck, they separated themselves. We don't have to do anything. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. All right. <laughs> well, that, kind of, that situation right. kind of worked itself out, right, fellas? <laughs> Break time, boys. <laughs> all right. Meet us back in 10. <laughs> and lunch. So in the gang's wandering abouts in the house or hospital, whatever it may be, they eventually find Evelyn hooked up to an active, like, electroshock machine. Like, she's actively getting electrocuted. Right, Jonathan? Yeah, that was super intense, man. She was it just, was like... very shocking. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> No, go ahead. Uh, it was hard to believe that she was actually acting during that scene. Like, that was, I don't know, man. That was pretty intense for me. It was pretty uh, good. I don't, I could never portray what she was going through. You can't through, flail sure. like that? No. No? No, man. <laughs> I don't flail. Back when we were kids, I could have sworn you could flail like that. <laughs> yeah, I, I was a lot more limber back then. <laughs> <laughs> Weren't we all? <laughs> No, but uh, they find her electrocuted. She's declared dead by the doctor who hasn't really done too much in this. Josh, do you have any anything of note there? I mean, afterwards we get to, you know, the Vincent Price, you know, House of Fun, which is the... what? What is, what is the actual term for it? The saturation chamber, you mean? The chamber of secrets, what is it called? <laughs> yeah, so there's this big tank. They have a throwaway line about it earlier that, okay, the doctor that used to run this place would put people in this tank and it would flash lights and like run images that would make a sane person crazy. So the idea was it would make a crazy person sane again. It doesn't really make sense, but that's the way they describe this chamber. So after like Evelyn is electrocuted and dead, Vincent Price, now I'm calling him that, goddammit. <laughs> Price just kind of goes crazy. So, like, they have to, like, put him away. So he's, like, I don't know, not going to kill anyone. They put him in the saturation chamber. Now, this, what he goes through in the saturation chamber is part two of what works in this movie for me. Because the doctor guy runs the machine, and it's flashing a lot of, a lot of lights. It's spinning around, but he starts to fucking hallucinate. Either that or he's just, like, getting mind-abducted by ghosts. But he sees some really fucking crazy shit. And I like that it switches to black and white to, like, give it this otherworldly feel during that moment. And the only parts that are in color are reds. So you see, like, the blood and you see the lipstick of that, like, Michael Jackson-looking nurse. You know the one I'm talking about? Yes. They put him in the incubation chamber and they're gonna turn him into Blanca. <laughs> oh my god, they're gonna play the good memories. <laughs> Dalshin's wedding tape. <laughs> yeah, he's at least up there in the Chamber of Secrets just having a good time. But yeah, that whole scene where he's like on the table and he's about to be operated on by the doctor and then he like falls through the table and he's in water and he sees like a face, like a demon face that's just like a mouth. I like that whole bit. I like everything about it. It's like super good. 
I think so. Jonathan, was it was it doing anything for you? Yeah, I agree. And I think like that kind of spoke to his actual character because he had a lot of like evil intentions, I think, whether it was consciously or subconsciously. And so I think at that moment, he like, I feel like he discovered a lot about himself. He was seeing himself in that bit of like psychosis or whatever you want to call it. That's a good way to look at it. Yeah. Yeah. Josh? Oh, dude, I I absolutely love this scene. The the what is the weird like little the pacifier they put in his mouth that gives him like the the grin? Yeah, he has that like rictus. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, it visually it's it's pretty creepy. No, I agree. And uh, that's about like I don't know, maybe a little more than halfway in, and. Unfortunately, yeah, those are the two big moments for me. Big old Vincent Price acid trip. Yeah. Oh, hold on. Jeffrey Combs bouncing the ball. He's like dribbling it. I kept like wanting him to like do a bunch of like professional like NBA like dribbles, you know, between the legs. It turns into like Scary Movie 2. Yes. It turns into the Nike commercial. Yeah, which was <laughs> yeah. Scary yeah. Movie 2 was based on. <laughs> Oh my god. I can't believe I make fun of that moment and we just referenced it. Anyway. So our gang of heroes have like a a realization somewhere along the lines that all the people, all the guests were related to people that worked at the hospital. So that's why the ghosts want them there to just like punish them, I guess. Look at these names. Head nurse, Ruth Ann Stockard, Electroshock, Adolphus Jensen, Franklin Baker, Thomas Stevens Price, Jasper Marr. They're all here. Uh, who's all here? I'm missing something. Everyone that was invited is related to one of the staff that was here when the place burned. Uh, whatever. There's a twist, though, right? The the twist is Tay Diggs was adopted, and he had nothing to do with this shit. Uh, he's so full of shit. <laughs> These crackers. <laughs> <laughs> There's some white people shit. <laughs> Damn, this shit is whack. Uh, no, there is a twist, and that is Famke Jensen. I should call her by her character name. Evelyn, she is not really dead. Apparently, she's just, like, having an affair with this doctor guy. She's mostly dead. She's having an affair with this guy and, like, I guess is in on it. The, that's the, the douchebag from Mr. Deeds, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. The relationship isn't that serious, I guess, because she just fucking kills him <laughs> and chops his head off. I mean... Oh my god. There's a couple fucking stupid things that happen right here. So like, that's one of the twists. And then everyone thinks Vincent Price killed that guy. So he gets <laughs> shot, but he's not really dead. That's another twist. It's like, it's just too much too quick right there, you know? Right. And and then right after that was where Evelyn like confesses to him that she was only with him for the money and all that stuff. And then he like, comes back to life and chokes the shit out of her. She like totally like Homer Simpson's uh, her and fucking grabs her around the neck. But no matter how it ended, please just know one thing. From the first moment I set eyes on you, I have always, always loved your money. Side of you has always made me want to puke. Is that 
Dude, what is going on? Did he have like squibs? Because he gets shot in blood splatters, right? Yeah. No, he, it, it did, for sure. He activated squibs at that. the exact times he was shot? Yeah, dude, he had caps, man. And how, how come some caps. of them were blanks and some of them weren't? At one point, someone fires a gun and it like shoots a bottle or something. Right, that was like way in the beginning. He's like, I swear, Stephen Price is like, I swear I only loaded them with blanks. And so, okay, so the fucking house grew hands and put bullets in there instead? Like, <laughs> No, it was fucking, it was Chucky from Child's Play 3 loading them oh, in. God. <laughs> Took out oh. the paintball rounds. I, I would have rather fucking done a pod on Chucky 3 than this movie, dude. <laughs> I would love to do a podcast on that movie. Uh, it's a solid film with uh, the the kid that reprises the role of Andy is the, the lead actor from Dungeons and Dragons. Oh my god, don't remind me of that shit. <laughs> Dude, that's my jam. Man, after doing that movie, he might have wanted to play Hide the Soul for real. <laughs> what do you call this game anyway? Hide the Soul. Trust me, you're gonna love it. Whatever you say, Charles. Hide the Soul. <laughs> Fire the agent, more like this is where the like actual demons of the house appear during the fight that Jonathan was describing so like Price is choking out his wife Evelyn he's like I'm gonna fucking kill you for real this time no more like faking our deaths like we've been doing for the last 15 minutes like (laughs) this time it's for real he like throws her into a wall wall breaks through she's in this like burnt down room and then he suddenly cares he suddenly cares when he sees like there's a bad CGI effect coming for The bad CGI effect, the actual, like, demonic nature, I guess, is what that's supposed to be. Because there's two aspects to this. There's there's ghosts in this movie, and then there's, like, the actual evil, as, like, I guess Chris Kattan called it. As portrayed by a, a giant CGI... I don't even know what to describe this thing. It's a cl- CGI fart cloud circa 1999. That's what it is. I mean, that's... It was the nothing. Yeah. Well, the nothing was better than this, at least. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the last, like, act of this movie is them kind of just running away from a slow-moving cloud, isn't it, Jonathan? Yeah, that's like... Like, what's that Pokemon, dude? The toxic cloud one? <laughs> coughing? Yeah. Like, that's... Coughing. The coughing was chasing them through the house, you know? Coughing. Like, oh, no. <laughs> Let me walk away quickly. Let <laughs> me move at a brisk pace. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I don't want to break a sweat or anything, but I would like to elevate my heart rate just it, a little. It can't seep through the cracks of a door. It has to burst through a door. You, you know right. what? Worst case scenario, just quickly dodge to the right and let Chris Kattan take the bullet. When Chris Kattan gets... It only happens because Vincent Price totally last minute ducks out of the way as Chris Kattan opens the door. Yeah. So obviously Chris Kattan was going to die, but I didn't think he was going to make it this long, you know? Well, he really, really wanted that check, and he really wanted it now. <laughs> so you give it to me, because <laughs> I want it. I want to know how much he was getting paid. I don't think they ever disclosed what his payment was for the renting the house. Do you think that was him actually talking to the director? 
<laughs> like, give, it, give me my check because I want it now. Dude, he probably had like three or four eight balls waiting for him out on the curb he had to go pick up. <laughs> He's like, I'm doing a, at a Halloween party with Will Ferrell celebrating a night at the Roxbury success. <laughs> yeah, success. Yeah, one thing I forgot to mention was uh, Melissa's body parts are found around the time like the nothing appears which is pretty fucking cool like she's like like that cut up and on display on a rack that's pretty nice it's a nice touch absolutely so we talked about the smoke monster taking pritchett it takes him did we mention the fact that they they totally discover that the house actually invited them because they're the descendants Oh of yeah, we the did. people that got away. Yeah, yeah, okay. Except for Tay Diggs. Except for Tay Diggs, who yeah. was adopted. I had nothing to do with this. I was adopted. Let me ask a question. So why then? Why did who was the one that was with him at the end? That was that was Sarah, right? Sarah, yeah. Right. So why did she get not get killed? I so mean, Sarah was about to get killed by the smoke, but Price like pushed her out of the way, and then he got killed by the smoke. Yeah, but if she was still one of the descendants, she should have. Oh, she should have got. She could have got got anyways, right? Tay Diggs was for sure one of the descendants. I think it was just bullshitting. Were they like totally hinting that like what was her backstory? Because they started to mention something, and I got the impression that like she t- st- totally like stole her boss's invitation. She did. Okay, so let's say hypothetically I'm not exactly who I said I was. Okay, so you're right, you're a genius. I don't know anyone that could have seen through me like that. All right, look, my real name is Sarah and I'm an assistant. Was, anyway, the real Jennifer bitch that was invited here. Now you know and I'm begging that you don't tell anyone because I'm out of a job. We could use even a tenth of that money. Ah, uh, that was, that's what it was. So is she actually an, a descendant? Oh, I see what you're, so what yeah. you're saying, Jonathan, is like, he must actually be adopted because he didn't die. And she, she didn't die because she wasn't supposed to be there in the first place. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I, could deal I with still this. wouldn't buy that for a dollar. <laughs> Would you okay. not buy that for a dollar? No, I wouldn't. In the attic, our gang tries to escape. That's where like all the, uh, the mechanics are to like open the sealed windows and stuff. So they, they start to open them, but the ghost thing is like coming. Sarah gets out, but Tay yeah. Diggs is stuck inside, right? Right. And yeah. the smoke is like really going to take its time with him. It's like, all right, motherfucker. Well, he couldn't really see him. <laughs> I got you cornered. Now we're going to taunt you for a little while before letting you out. Is that what's going on there, Josh? Yeah, totally. It's all like, you know, hey, Sully, you remember when I promised to kill you last? I lied. <laughs> and it like it goes through like everybody's like terrible motion capturing, you know? Like everybody's terrible CGI face where everybody like you see like Jeffrey Rush, Fomke Jensen, I think Bridget Wilson, they all start coming out of this yeah, like Yeah, they're all like, Come play with us, Danny. <laughs> yeah, they're all like, Come play with us, Danny. <laughs> but as he's cornered and he's about to get devoured by the demonic ghost smoke, a hero emerges from the ashes. <laughs> a force ghost, Chris Katan, appears. Katana ghost. And pulls the chain. 
which allows Jonathan. Why are you shaking your head? What What is your problem with this beautiful scene? <laughs> we weren't, weren't even in the basement part. where the controls were. The controls were up there the whole fucking time, dude. <laughs> no one ever went upstairs. <laughs> of the like nine hours they were there. They started out upstairs. What? And Pritchett was like, "Oh, the controls are downstairs." Fucking lying piece of shit, dude. They were right there the whole time. <laughs> you could have lived if you told the truth. He wanted um, to save the day as a ghost. That image of him as a ghost is one of the fucking stupidest things I've ever seen in my life. So dumb. No, no, it's the most hilarious thing I've ever seen in my life. Him pulling that rope in ghost form. Dude, I just thought of something. I would totally be pissed off if I was Pritchett because all these other people... If they survived all night, they could get a million dollars plus, right? Yeah. But he wasn't eligible for the million dollars. He, was he just wasn't one of them. He was just getting his check. Because, like, whatever, like, oh. four grand or yeah, whatever. Exactly. <laughs> like, so, like, yeah, I yeah. got to get back to the Roxbury. He got a fucking $50 Chili's gift card or something. <laughs> it's like, good enough for you and a friend, but, like, not... You have to pay for your own dessert. Like, it doesn't cover it. Yeah, yeah. It's like dinner for two, but you got to buy your own drinks. Right. Yeah, exactly. You cannot, 50 bucks only take you so far. Right. You know? um, but yeah, like, dude, I'd be pretty, like, bent out of shape if I was him. Be like, I got to survive all night here, You wouldn't too. have pulled the chain. You wouldn't have let him out. Fuck them all, dude. I'm, get, I'm doing this for a Chili's gift card, dude. Like, you're all going down with me. You would have been the most bitter ghost. Dude, so bitter. Petty as fuck, dude. Would you say you would be so petty that you would, you know, like, put out your energy energy through the power lines and get revenge on some ancestors? Dude, yeah. I would totally change everybody's Wi-Fi passwords daily. <laughs> You would be the most annoying ghost. Like you'd be like for the, sure. the Dennis the Menace of ghosts. Oh dude. Yeah, I would make him look like an amateur for sure. <laughs> oh Mr. Katan. <laughs> uh, so alright, so to wrap up the ending, Tay Diggs, Eddie, and Sarah, they both do escape the building itself, and then it closes back up. I guess for whatever whatever reason, like the the demon smoke, it can't leave the building. Even though it's the hill that's haunted and not the house, we established that. But whatever, they can't leave. And they're just sitting out there on the ledge of the top of this building with the checks. The checks have made it outside. The checks followed them somehow. So the checks are there, they got a bunch of money, they ended on some really stupid one-liners. That was one kick-ass party. Like, really, was it though? Like, was that a kick-ass party? Like, seven people died or something? I mean, like, what? That's like not a good time. Like, <laughs> yeah, that that was probably a pretty awful night for both of them. <laughs> yeah, like they're gonna remember that forever as like the worst time they've ever had in their yeah, life. Yeah, but they but they got six million dollars made out to cash though. Yeah, but that's not gonna save you from going to prison. Like, there's dead bodies in there. Some of them were shot. Like, you're you're telling me that like, okay, I have a hard time thinking. You keep bringing up this reference of like going to prison or somebody finding out. Nobody's fucking finding out if the house doesn't want them to. You Why know? does the house care if they go to jail? You're saying the house is like going to act as their fucking it, lawyer? Like, no. But what I'm saying is nobody's ever going to find out. 
There's like a fucking construction crew coming in at like 9.30. They're gonna like walk in and see a guy without a face and be like, the fuck went the down over here? The house is just gonna eat them up too. <laughs> it's that meme. What the fuck going on over there? <laughs> <laughs> no, I guess you're right then. Anyone that goes in just dies. So like at some point people stop going in. I, I don't know. I, I think the the whatever that crew coming in the next day was total bullshit anyways. But oh, okay. If the house had been keeping all of the rest of the secrets for, what, 60 years at that point? Come on. You How think? do they get down, though? They don't, got, they don't exactly have a rope ladder or anything. Do I want to say that I, I've seen the sequel once, and I want to say there's one throwaway line in the sequel. What is it? I don't remember. Nobody. Oh did, did you guys? Run, <laughs> did you guys watch Return to House on Haunted Hill? No. You know what? I I actually would be interested in watching the one from 1959, though. It's probably better than this one. It's probably better. Yeah. Well, do do they have a giant CGI that ruins the third act of your film? Very unlikely. Way better CGI. <laughs> I I wonder what the line is though in the sequel. Like, what do they say? Like, they jumped. Like. Fucking a helicopter was driving by. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> How do they get out of there? I don't know. Yeah, I guess I mean, it doesn't that... matter too much. Yeah, I... who cares, man? They got their $6 million cash. Checks <laughs> made out to cash. Made out to cash. Yeah. I'll collect that now, sir. I'd love to see somebody take a check, million dollars, made out to cash to their bank. <laughs> You'd be like, what the fuck is this? Monopoly money? <laughs> Get out of here. From a recently deceased person? What happens? They're like, oh, this is like from a, a dead man's bank account. Like, what? All right, yeah. here's the money, I guess. Like, they don't know he's dead yet, though. Like, it's just that morning. I'd go cash that shit right now. <laughs> and then, Dude, I would leave covered in blood straight to the bank. Cash this shit. <laughs> Well, you got to figure out how to get down first. Uh, I'd figure it out. For $6 million, I'm going to figure it out. You're going to MacGyver your way down that fucking house. You survived the fucking poison attack from coughing. You can uh, make your way <laughs> down a cliff. <laughs> okay, fair. Fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> well, I mean, that's House on Haunted Hill. It's... uh. Well, I guess I'll say what it is when we get to ratings. Any final thoughts before ratings, guys? <laughs> the, the ghost tries to cut the wire, the the rope. Oh, shit, the ghost is cutting. The, like, I imagine the ghost with, like, a little ghost knife cutting the rope. Yeah, you see the smoke, but underneath it's, like, holding, like, a knife. It's, like, got like a like a little, like, <laughs> kitchen like, knife. Trying to totally, like, cut it really quick. Like, Where did his bulletproof vest go? <laughs> oh, he tossed it off. Oh. His bulletproof vest whisked <laughs> well that's house on haunted hill before ratings i have a question for you guys we're going old school jonathan in the movie house on haunted hill who is the jesus character oh shit uh it's gonna be eddie man for me it's it's eddie black uh, jesus I, dude straight up black <laughs> jesus <laughs> Oh man, I, one of the best quotes that I've ever heard 
uh, is from Black Jesus, and I still use it to this day. And it's it's Black Jesus telling, you know what, fuck you too, homeboy, but I still love your bitch ass. <laughs> Dude, it's classic. <laughs> Uh, That's one of the greatest things I've ever heard. Oh, I'm going to find the YouTube and send it to you uh, because you have to watch it. Anyways, uh, I I think he's our Jesus character. He's the savior. He's the only one with a stable like foundation this entire movie. He kept uh, kept Sarah as stable as he could. Um, he was trying to get laid, but it's still true. That's that's fine. I mean, when are when is anybody not trying to get laid? I mean, seriously, come on. And if he does, good for him, dude. I, I, for me, he's he's the Jesus character. Josh, what what is your opinion? I've got to say, it's Vince Price. He totally comes back from lo- from death, right? He does. He's got the resurrection angle down. I'm surprised you didn't say Force Ghost Chris Kattan. <laughs> no vanilla. Just hold it there. <laughs> vanilla. But I'll tell you guys what the correct answer is. The actual Jesus character (laughs) is Bridget Wilson's character, Melissa. You want to know why? Why? Because that Veronica Vaughn is one piece of ace. (laughs) If you know what I mean. (laughs) I know from experience, dude, if you know what I mean. (laughs) No, you don't. Well, not me personally, but my friend and her got it on. (laughs) Woo-wee! No, they didn't. No, they didn't. (laughs) Everybody on the bus. Good, great, grand. Oh, Veronica, so hot. No yelling on the bus. Want to touch the hiney. (laughs) All right, let's get into ratings. Josh, you go first. Any rating skill you want, what are you going to give House on Haunted Hill? I'm going to give it like six and a half terrible CGI effects that ruin the third act of your film. The movie's good up until... The third act of the film, in which a CGI, uh, like, fart destroys it. Destroys all tension built up. And then, you know, you got Katana Ghost. Jeffrey Rush, I think, at least I want to feel like he had a good time with this role. He seemed to be having fun, right? I think so. I was getting some... Uh, Casanova Frankenstein vibes, which I appreciate. <laughs> Holy shit, that's yeah, solid, <laughs> solid reference. Yeah, Jonathan, on any rating scale you want, what's it gonna be? Oh man, uh, I, I've been trying to think about this for a while, and I, I really just didn't enjoy this movie. There were, like we talked about earlier, a couple scenes that worked, and I, I liked most of the cast for sure. And I liked the 90s aspect of the horror type film like this without too much jump scare, but it was actually like well edited footage, you know, that that played with your mind rather than rely on. Yeah, rather than just rely on like, oh, let's just fucking flash something in front of the camera and scare the shit out of you. Mm -hmm. I'll give it extra credit for the those few production quality production shots that that we all liked so i'm gonna give it a two out of five flying off the tracks coasters but that's it man and i hope i don't ever have to watch this movie again it was so fucking boring i was not entertained uh 
That's all I got, man. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm going to give it five out of ten ghost Catans. <laughs> I was really struggling to come up with like a rating for this. It's it's hard one to rate because while watching it, I like didn't mind it, but I was really annoyed with it after I was done watching it. And that's a weird position to put someone in in a movie, you know? Yeah. <laughs> There's a couple parts that worked for me. I talked about that several times, so it has that going for it. But this movie really is a lot of just aimlessly wandering around in a building. And uh that is not great to watch. That's not a lot of fun to see. There's some pretty suspenseful things, I think, like the Bridget Wilson camera scene, you know, when she looks up from the camera and sees the ghost. At least for me as a kid, that scared the shit out of me, you know? That Veronica Bond. <laughs> this will never be our milk. <laughs> no milk will ever be our milk. <laughs> You know, for somebody who hates Adam Sandler movies, you sure know a lot of quotes from that one. <laughs> Busted. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure you should stop. <laughs> ah, well, that was our podcast on House on Haunted Hill. Josh, why don't you give your channel a shout out? All right, so if you want to see me talk more shit about movies, you can follow me at Review Inc. or type Review Dude, D O O D, in your YouTube search bar. I'm on a bit of a hiatus, but I will come back at some point. We await your triumphant return, Josh. I want to say to the listeners, thank you guys very much for listening. If you're listening on YouTube, give this a thumbs up. If you haven't subscribed, please do so. If you use Apple Podcasts, leave us a positive rating and written review, please, and thank you. Find us on Instagram, Big Dumb Movie Podcast, and our email is bigdumbmovie at gmail.com. Anything else? Did I miss anything? Can I give a shout out to my YouTube channel? Yeah. I don't have one. I just wanted to be like you guys. Oh, okay. <laughs> just kidding. I thought you were going to say like Jonathan's Electrician Tips 101 or something. No thanks. <laughs> All right, well, thank you guys very much for listening. We love you. Stay spooky out there. Good night. <laughs>